Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us at 99.5 FM or kkla.com. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Truly, we thank and praise the Lord for his goodness and his grace on this 26th day of October 2022. My prayer is that you are waking up or maybe you're in the middle of your day. Maybe you're at the end of your day. But whether it's in the beginning, middle or end that you are blessed. Certainly God has been good to each one of us and we just want to appreciate him for who he is and what he has done for us. God is great. He's great. And I agree with this statement that he is greatly to be praised. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness and how you have kept us. Lord God, whether we had a bad hair day or, or we was on cloud nine, you've been good to us. And Lord God, thank you you deserve praise, honor, and glory. You deserve the, our, our, our worship and all that there is that you have asked us to do. You asked us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is our reasonable service. Lord God, and so we, we thank you and ask that you would help us to Keep the vows we've made. Help us, Lord God, to be faithful. Help us, Lord God, to be obedient. If you help us, we'll achieve the, the goal. If you help us, Lord God, we'll be holy as you're holy. You said without holiness, no man shall see you. Lord God, we want to see your face in peace. We want to stand in your presence. Lord God, we want to hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. We want to be faithful, Lord. Teach us your way. Teach us, Lord God, what you want us to know and understand so that we can be faithful unto you. Lord God, and with our faithfulness, Lord God, we know that we'll be pleasing and on the job. We know that we'll enhance our homes, we'll enhance the, the livelihood and as well as our children and spouses. And Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness and grace, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to seek you while you can be found. Lord, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. If there's sick, any sick that is among us, Lord God, those that are listening and even those that will tune in later, if there's ailment in their body, Lord God, you're, you're a healer. Lord God, and, and so I ask that you would bless them to recover. Heal them of sickness. Lord God, 
stabilize the mind. You know, Lord God, where there is trouble in the home, you know, where there are trials and tribulations, Lord God, where comfort is needed because of the loss of loved ones. Lord God, you know and understand all these things and, and you're able to, uh, to help. You're able to comfort. You're able, Lord God, to send peace well, in the midst of the situation. We, we pray and ask these blessings, Lord God, upon your people, upon those that are listening. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, it, you know the unspoken requests. Lord, if there's anything that has been missed, Lord God, we know that you've captured that too because of who you are. You're sovereign. There's nothing that escapes you, Lord God. And, and so we, we give you glory and honor. Lord Jesus, so you have heard the prayers go forth before we even uttered them. Lord God, when we were trying, uh, trying to formulate words in our mouths, Lord God, and, and, and trying to get our thoughts together, you already knew and understood what we were about to ask. Lord, and we just want to say thank you for that. Thank you, Lord God. You are a present help in the time of trouble. Amen. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the Bible tells us that whatever we do in word or deed, we do it in the name of Jesus giving honor and glory unto him, giving honor and glory unto God the Father, giving honor and glory, mighty God. And he is just that, he is a mighty God. I want to acknowledge something here. Um, the Lord has blessed me to offer several booklets uh, for the church uh, to support the ministry. And you'll find these uh, on Amazon, The Watchmen, and the Lion and Bob Wire currently available on Amazon. And there's another booklet that is going to um, be on Amazon in November, uh, just around the corner here, uh, The Lost But Found. Now, both of these books are divinely inspired, based on real life experience and the word of God. I'm sure you may find yourself uh, in the, the lion and barbed wire, as well as lost but found. And they're easy read, reasonably priced for everyone to enjoy, be strengthened, and most of all, to know what you are, that you're not that you're not alone. And during trials and tribulations, you know, sometimes you may think you're alone, or uh, you know, as the Bible said uh, that if a righteous man should fall seven times the Lord would yet lift him up, you know? And so both of these um, uh, booklets are uplifting to encourage. And as I said, their life experience, it is not a conglomerate of, of writings from other people that have been put together, you know, to formulate a book and they yet have no actual experience uh, with God and what God has brought them through. And, and so, uh, as I said, the, it is life experience, meaning it is personal testimony, what God has done and what he is capable of doing. If God has done it for me, I can't talk for no one else, but I certainly can 
can toot my horn, blow my whistle, and make a whole lot of noise for what God has done for me. And I'm sure that what he has done for me is going to be a blessing to you. You know, I often joke and say that my mother said um, before her demise, there must be a God because of the change that she saw in my life. You know, um, and certainly there are witnesses that can testify to the same. And so we're going to go into the word of God. We're in the book of Genesis. Uh, we're in the, the seventh chapter. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment, uh, right after this very important praise. All my days, I will 
satisfied with you. That is Todd Delaney, satisfied with you. Oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. I will be satisfied with you, Lord. Have you told him that today? Lord, I'll be satisfied with you. Where you tell me to go, what you tell me to do. I may not understand it, and we're certainly not going to understand everything that the word of God says or the instructions that we might receive. And, you know, we're, we're talking about a, a man right now that received a very important message. He didn't know all that was going to accompany. At least the Bible doesn't give us that. But let's go a little further. Genesis, the seventh chapter, beginning at the 11th verse. And I, I solicit your prayers. Certainly, I'm, I'm in need of your prayers. I'm in need of your prayers. Thank you, Jesus. We are in the book of Genesis touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particular, the three areas, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. Those four. We are touching the creation and a principal person who is the cause of all things and the designing mind behind everything. Genesis 7, beginning at the 11th chapter. It says in the 600th year of Noah's life, the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, thank you, Jesus, I, I feel some strength here. The same day were all the, the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into unto the ark, into the ark, they went unto Noah, into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh. They were coupled up, male and female, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth and the waters increased and bare up the ark and it was lifted up above the earth and the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth and the ark went upon the face of the waters and the waters prevailed exceedingly 
upon the earth. And all the hills, high hills that were under the whole heavens were covered. 15 cubit upward did the waters prevail. The mountains were covered and all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts and of every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life. Of all that was in the dry land died, and every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground. Both man and cattle and creepy thing and of the fowls of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive and they that were with him in the ark. Only Noah, Noah, remained alive and they only those that were with him in the ark and the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days now sunday sunday the message was i'm doing a good work why should i stop i'm doing a good work why should I stop? Something that we have to think about. Now, a good work don't mean that you're, you're, you're the captain of the ark, but maybe you're cutting some wood. Maybe you're, uh, maybe you're keeping the cadence because you are the, uh, a singer. You know, it's easy to work with, with someone singing a cadence. And when I remember in the pair military training, um, uh, you can march miles and not feel it because of the cadence. It, it was different than if you were striving to do that on your own. It, it's easy to work out uh, in the gym with music, you know, because you're, you're, you have something that you're working with. There's some beat that is driving a momentum. I'm doing a good work. It may be that you're gathering what needs to be gathered to brought to be brought together. Why should I stop? What would have happened if Noah stopped building? What would have happened if he allowed the people? If he would have allowed the priests of that day? no matter what they were teaching, whether they said they believed in God or they believed in little gods or they believed in sovereign God, but they did not believe what Noah was saying. What would have happened if he would allow the people, priests or others, to influence him and stop the work? Look at him, look at Noah, his wife, sons, their wives. No, no one else was joining them. It, it was a, you know, back in the day, 
uh, many years ago, some of you may not have heard this before, and some of you may have, uh, there was a show called A Family Affair. And someone may have looked at what Noah was doing and said, it's a family affair. Well, that was a song too. No one was joining them. And some may have laughed and said he need to stop. Stop the work that he's doing. Come over here and join us. Don't, don't keep laboring over there. But come over here and join us. You know, I've learned that you need to know who you are and you need to know whose you are and build the boat. You need to row your boat. It's, it's time to take action. It's time to act and row your boat. But you can't row it without building it. Now, row your boat is a metaphor to remind us to live our lives on a foundation of action. And we should live our lives on a foundation of action, not cliches, certainly not emotions. It, both of those last for a moment. You know, what's, what's hot and trendy today may not be hot and trendy tomorrow. Facebook exploded, everyone's on Facebook. And then it was, uh, Instagram and you know and you know Snapchat and all the different it, it, it things go in cycles. And now it's TikTok, and, and so uh, we don't live our lives based off of what is trendy. I, I remember growing up where we had hand-me-down jeans and we didn't like it because it had a patch, and so my mother would iron patches on where it was needed, and you know and that was cool, that was fine. And then as I got older, I start, we start sporting jeans that was, that was just ripped. We didn't shoot them with shotguns to make them ripped or anything like that because some were doing that. They, they would take the jeans out and shoot them and come back and sell them for a, for a price and, and profit. That was, that was fine too. But it, that trend went out and now here it is, it's back again. It's back. I look at some things and I laugh and Say, so, oh yeah, I remember we we did that. And here it is again for another gen. So things go in and out. But one thing that remains the same is the word of God. It doesn't change. So when people talk about you need to change, stop teaching from that old book. I just bought me a new one, so so my, my new one is not old. So I'm teaching from my new one. You need to stop teaching that doctrine of sovereignty. God is sovereign, you know, and you need to stop talking about the, the word of God because it's old, it's archaic, but yet it is not fulfilled. Noah uh, can tell us how long it took. The Bible said in the 600 year of Noah's life, it may not be in the years of my life, or it could be that the Lord fulfills his word. But here we read that in the 600 year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, 
the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the heavens, the windows of heaven, the windows of heaven. There's a door there. There's some gates there. The windows of heaven were open. Now, the law of God's word took place. I wanted to say it changed in the uh, at that moment. God willed, he said, and it was so. And the oceans, along with the windows of heaven, responded. Nearly 100 years between the call to build the ark had, it, had come. 100 years of being looked at strangely. And we haven't been doing this a hundred years. I don't know any ministry that has been, but here it is a hundred years of being looked at strange because you're talking about the judgment of God. Noah's telling the people that it's going to rain. He's telling the people drip drop is going to happen. Whatever vernacular he was using that the judgment of God was coming. A hundred years of criticism being laughed at, talked about in front, in their face, and behind their back. You know, years, a hundred years of that Miss Noah was talked about was referred to sarcastically and, you know, maybe in her little club meetings, we, we don't know what her recreational activities were or when she was in the marketplace. Oh, there's there's Miss Noah, boat lady. You know, maybe she's buying food for the boat. We don't know what whispers went on Something she caught, something she may not have caught. Years that the Noah family, the children, had to endure being called different things and being made fun of because they were partaking, they were participating, they were helping their father build a boat. They were following what the instructions that he was giving them that he had received as well. This is what we need to do. This is how we need to measure it. This is what we need to put here. It goes over there. All because Noah was a righteous man. He despised unrighteousness. Do you despise unrighteousness? Does unrighteousness convict you? When you find yourself 
drifting or maybe uh, something you're being exposed to that you know make you feel uncomfortable because it could lead to another path, you know, as some refer to slippery slopes. Do you resent that? Have you changed or move away from it because you despise unrighteousness? You value the righteous. You value the pleasures of God rather than the pleasures of sin. Noah, Noah despised unrighteousness. He made friends with God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God because he can. He made friends with God and he obeyed what God had to say. Amos 3 and 3 says, can two walk together? Or it asks the question, can two walk together except they be agreed? Noah agreed with God. So did Enoch. Enoch agreed with God. And the Lord took him. Now maybe you started a work and experienced some of the same things. No one came to help Noah. So they, they, they said, look at the sky. They, they made fun. Noah, look up. There's not a cloud in the sky. There's, there, there is no, it's not cloudy. It's, I don't see no, no evidence of rain or, or anything coming. So why don't you stop building the ark? Why don't you stop the work? Maybe someone has said that because, you know, you, you started to work for the Lord and, you know, and sometimes it can be a little challenging, discouraging. I'm just going to be real because no one shows up to help. They know you're laboring. I'm talking about those that say they believe. Well, we believe God. How you doing today, brother? Oh, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. I, I see you over there working, but. God called me to be an evangelist, but they never show up to help evangelize. God called me to be a minister, but they never come to help serve. God called me to sing, but they never come to help lift up a praise. No one came to help Noah. They said, look, you know, man, why don't you you may have been told, come over here and join us. And maybe Noah was, was told that sometime, man, well, you know, why don't you take a break from building that and just come over here and relax with us. Matter of fact, you know, uh, maybe we, let's go have a couple of drinks. Let's go sit down and chill for a moment. Come over here and join us. And we've built something already. We, we've built a hut over here. It'll protect you from the rain. And we've built something over here. You know, I've... I've personally heard of organizations and establishment practicing that sort of behavior. Come over here. You, you know, you, you don't have nothing but, but, but 10 folks over there. And you ought to shut your doors and bring those 10 folks here. Make sure they bring their tithes and offerings with them. I've heard of different things going on. You know, take those 20 and bring those here. Listen. 
But I, I'm here to say, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. God said build. And there are many ways of building and fulfilling God's promise, his promised word, what he's called you to do. God don't want his servants throwing in the towel. We, it's easy to preach the message, fight a good fight of faith. I fought a good fight of faith and I've kept the faith. And, 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 he don't want his servants giving in, caving. I recall the testimony of a pastor. And, and as a young man and, and this pastor, uh, he went out to start the, the work, the ministry. His pastor had blessed him, his seer, told him that it was okay. God's gonna be with you, go out and start the work. Time went by and there was minimal results. Sometimes no one there. And he asked the pastor, what, what do I do? Maybe I need to just come home. And his pastor told him to stay, believe God, do the work that God has called you to do. He was doing a good work by being obedient to what the instructions were. Today, it is a thriving ministry with hundreds, and I do mean hundreds in attendance. It didn't happen overnight. It did not happen within a year, but it happened in God's timing. It was work and it still is work. And he's not the only one with that testimony. Hundred, nearly a hundred years. And the very thing that Noah warned the people about is now taking place. It's drizzling. Oh, the drizzle has turned into some rain. The rain has turned into a storm. It's raining. It's pouring. And some old man is snoring. Some young folks too. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And the same self, uh, the self same day entered Noah. It started to rain and Noah, Sham and Ham and, and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. It was time to get in to the ark. So they got inside, they went in. Not only did those humans enter the ark, but every beast after his kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. 
And they went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. The Lord shut him in. I need to emphasize the those those five words. The Lord sh shut him in. Noah could not open the door. The Lord shut him in. The door could not be pried open by anyone. It could not be kicked open. It could not be moved by elephants, hippos, rhinos, or any other monstrous size beast. With all the emotional pleas that was occurring, the beginning to cry out. Can you imagine the broken fingernails? God wouldn't do that. But the Bible said that he was reading it from the word of God. The broken fingernails. People climbing or trying to climb up trees and trying to land on the boat and whatever they were doing to escape was not working because they did not believe. They did not believe. They didn't want to believe. Matthews 24, 37 through 39 says, but as the days of Noah were, I believe this is a common passage that you may have heard already, but we're going to hear it again tonight. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So you have to stop and think about what happened in Noah's day. What happened? Chapter six. What happened? Chapter seven. So shall it also so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days of Noah that were before the flood, so before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, giving in marriage. They was doing what they were doing what they wanted to do, you boo. Okay. And that's what they did. Until the day that Noah entered into the ark until that day. Something changed on that day. On that day. Now, before the flood, they were eating. They were having a good time. We got some grub over here. We having a backyard barbecue. They were drinking. They were getting tipsy. They were getting lit. They were doing all that they wanted to do. They were married. Hey, girl. Hey, boy, they were marrying and giving in marriage. Let's swap. Let's do what we want to do. Okay. Until the day, until the day, something happened on that day, Noah entered into the ark, and they knew not until the flood came. They thought maybe it was a regular rain, you know, it's raining. 
you know, it's going to stop. It didn't stop. Hey, somebody checked it. It's not. Mom, mom, it hasn't stopped. Dad, it, it, it's still raining. The roof is starting. Water is coming in. Baby, honey, what's going on? They may have tried to reach higher ground and some of them may have done that. Knew not until the flood came and took them all away. His realization is setting in. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. It happened then. And it didn't happen the next day when God told Noah that he was displeased with the, the, the creation, the actions of men and women. And it, and it hasn't happened and it's not going to happen over it. Well, it will happen in the moment of twinkling of an eye. And so if you're banking, well, it hasn't happened yet. You just keep watching. As a matter of fact, saints and friends, the Bible said that he is coming back for those that are watching. You better have some expectation of his return. Not just walking around thinking that, well, you know, I'll just zone out. You know, he'll come when he come. He's going he's gonna to wake me up. And No, you need to be walking with the expectation, anticipating his return. He's coming back for those that's looking for his return. Now, if, you, if you're banking on a second, third, being caught up, you know, rapture is not written in the scripture, but we know what we mean by it, you know, being caught up. Think again. They could not get into the ark. They couldn't get in. What make you think that you're going to, I'm going to eat, drink, be merry, do all that I want to do. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to live how I want to live. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to enjoy all that. I want. God don't mind if I do what I want to do because we're saved by grace. We are saved by grace. We are, but it doesn't stop there because he said, be holy for I'm holy. And so there is a ceremonial lifestyle. Holiness is a lifestyle. The Lord told, uh, I believe it was John and Peter who was jailed and the angel opened the door and told them to go and tell the people, go stand in the synagogue, go stand where they're going to find you. And tell the people about this life. Tell the people about this life. Well, we don't want to hear, you know, that's the God you serve with. And you're right. If you're not serving and living according to his word, it is the God that I serve and you're not serving him. You might say God, you might, which is a title. You might say Jesus, which is the name uh, under heaven whereby you must be saved. But that name will change. Read Revelation. I go back and listen to the teachings on Revelation. That name is going to change. Just like those that are in the ark of safety. Name will be changed. 
You'll find that in Revelation, the first few chapters there, the promises of those that overcome will be given a new name. And no one will know that name except the person that receives it. But you got to be there to receive it. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 2. But of the time and season, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. You know this. You've been told this already. Those that are uh, reading their Bibles, those that are attending service, those that are in Bible class. And if you didn't know it, you know it now. Verse 9 and 10 said, for God have not appointed us to wrath. Talking to the church, God has not appointed us to wrath. But to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we be wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Whether I live, leave here by way of grave in this day, this hour, or if I am woke, and the trump of God shall sound and the dead in Christ rise first. And then we which are alive will be caught up in the air to meet him. You're not going to grab no one's coattail and go up with them if you're not prepared. The Bible tells us that there were 10 virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. The five that were wise was prepared. They had a little extra. They, they came prepared. There were five that were foolish that were that brought enough. They, they brought the bare minimum of what they thought they should have. And maybe they didn't even have the bare minimum. And maybe they thought that the bridegroom was going to come at a certain time. And so they brought what they thought. But the bridegroom did not come when anyone expected. And so when he did, when it was announced that he was coming, when they understood that he was about, they realized they did not have enough for their lamps. They did not have enough. They did not have enough. And they asked those that had enough, share with us, give us some of what you have. And they said, no, if we do that, we won't have enough. I'm not willing to give you what I have when you have an opportunity right now. You had an opportunity. Why didn't you come prepared? And so the Bible said that those that were prepared went in and the door was shut. Five went in and five did not. 50% did not make it. The Bible does not say that they went and got enough oil and came back with their lamps trimmed and the door was open for them. It was too late. It was too late. It's we know those are some sad words too late. You might miss the plane. You might miss the train. You might miss the bus. And certainly in Noah's day, they missed the boat. It was too late. Don't let it be said too late. No, 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 no. You don't have to. Matter of fact, you make up in your mind right now. I'm going to stop whatever shenanigans is going on. I'm going to stop being foolish. I'm going to stop being complacent. I'm going to stop doing those things that I know are unpleasing to the Lord. And I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to follow Pastor Henderson and be prepared. Follow me as I follow Christ. 
2 Peter 3, 10 through 12. Well, I don't need to go. Yes, you do. God has established. There were, there were those that maybe thought that they didn't need to get an ark to be safe. They got a surfboard. They got some wood that they're going to they gonna glide on. You know, they just going to do it their way. It doesn't matter what any minister, any person that say they are authority in the word of God, they may have been called into ministry. They may be have some truths, but there are some things the Bible is very clear about, such as forsake not the assembly yourselves together. You don't get the same thing at home that, that you get in a service. It is different. You've not gathered together to worship in what he, Jesus, the word of God is proclaimed is my house of prayer. You're not gathered in the judgment hall. Judgment begins in my house and you're missing from services. Whatever church that you respectively belong to, and if you don't, and if you're nearby, certainly you ought to come in and, and join in with us. Be blessed with us. Grow with us. But there's an accountability because those that was outside of the ark was not saved. And as Paul said, unless you abide in the ship, you will not be saved. Second Peter 3, 12 through 10 through 12 says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. So that's established. That's for sure. That is certainly going to happen. In which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of, of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Noah got the message. Noah did what God told him to do. Noah built the boat. He did a good work. And it did not stop. I'm sure Noah was concerned and making sacrifices unto the Lord on that ark. He didn't have to row his boat. He had did his work. But for us, we need to row the boat. We need to take action. We need to do the work that God has called us to do and the helpers of the work uh, of the ministry that, uh, that whatever ministry that you're under, you need to help. As his sons helped, as their wives helped the work. Live your life on the foundation of actions unto God. Not based upon what people are saying, but based upon what the word of God has said. And the fact that the pastor has to stand before God and give an account for you that it may be done with joy and not grief. The flood was 40 days upon the earth and the waters increased and bare up the ark and it was lifted up above the earth. I'm going to stop there. That's at the 17th verse. We read um, 
earlier through the, the 17th all the way through to the 24th, excuse me, 11th through the 24th, but I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless your name, Father. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your word this evening. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you have exhorted unto us. Lord Jesus, we just want to magnify you and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice to walk with a made up mind. The work that you have called them to do, whether it is work of media, work of a song, Lord God, whatever the work is, the Bible said, whatever our hands find to do, to do it. And Lord God, so we pray and ask that you would stir up the hearts of and the mind of those listening, those that are stagnated, backsliders. Lord God, that you stir their hearts up, oh Lord God, to turn from unrighteousness and turn to doing what is right and what is pleasing in your sight. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, as you prepare our hearts. Ah! Hey, glory, bless your name, Jesus. Lord God, as you prepare our hearts to meet you, Lord God, thank you. We know that it is a continual preparation until you say come. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, Lord Jesus, and with our lives as we present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>